if you're not sure, I wouldn't recommend buying it. <laughs> but I bought it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we will be talking about some of our best sales and some of our worst sales. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going there for you guys this week, revealing our worst mistakes that we've made on Poshmark. (laughs) Yes. It's not all rainbows and sunshine all the time. We got to keep it real. Sometimes (laughs) you mess up, but the good news is you can pretty much always get your money back. So don't worry. Yeah, so you'll be able to learn from some of our mistakes today and... Also celebrate our best wins. Exactly. High, it's basically we're doing a high-low, like high-low of the day. Mm, what, what's right? the other one? Your rose and thorn. Like, that's what we're doing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've never heard that one, but I do like it. Well, there you go. Before we get into all of that, how is it going this week? What's new with you? Yeah, so this week... My husband and I went on a little camping excursion up to Zion National Park, and then we kind of worked our way back down to Phoenix, stopping um, up in Page, Arizona, and then in Flagstaff and camped night there too, which was really fun. It's starting to get pretty hot in Phoenix now, but it's really nice living in Arizona because you can always just drive like even an hour or two away and it, the temperature drops off. It's like perfect 70 degree days up in Flagstaff now. <laughs> so that's the trick to escaping the heat. Wait, do you have um, like the temperature on your car? Like when you're driving, do you see it like slowly ticking yes. down? <laughs> <laughs> it is on there. I can't say I was keeping too close of an eye on it, but it's Next just time. like, yeah. And, and like, you know, it gets really, really hot here over the summer. We're definitely not into that yet, but we're getting into the phase where during the middle of the day, it is up at a hundred. So even just getting into some normal weather was really nice for a few days. Yeah. (laughs) But one thing I did while we were gone was when we were camping in Flagstaff, I just looked up on my phone to see if there were any consignment shops around. I was really looking for a Plato's closet because you know, if you've been listening the last few weeks, Maddie and I have been hitting the Plato's closets hard. And I'm like, I need like a new one to check out. But they yes. don't have one in Flagstaff. But I looked up consignment shops and I found one that was like Runway Fashion Exchange, which okay. I don't know if that's a chain or not. That's the first time I've ever heard of that name. But it was basically same vibes as Plato's, just a little more mom and pop shoppy. So I went and checked that out one of the days and... I did find some good finds. It did seem like they had their prices a little more hiked up. Uh, Mm. Like they had, actually when you first walked in, they had like a whole table filled with free people bralettes. And at Play-Doh's, you can get those for like three or $4 each, I feel like normally. Their prices are pretty reasonable. And some of those can go for like $20 to $35 on Poshmark, depending on the condition. But they had all of theirs marked at $19. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my so, gosh. You can, you can find those at like Marshall's and TJ Maxx for three or four dollars. Like I sold one yeah. this week that I got at Marshall's for three dollars and fifty cents. Like yeah. $19.99. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, I'm like, I bought this for one dollar. On. I know. And they were like, <laughs> no offense, like not in the best condition, which it's like <laughs> so that kind of set the tone when I walked into the store. I'm like, mm. oh, I gotta. They definitely have free people overpriced, so I didn't buy very much free people. And then they did have – I did find some Madewell jeans that were, like, some of the more uh, – Like, desirable styles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I do find, like, the skinny jean high-rise ones a lot, which those are still good. Um, but I found, like, a mom fit one, and then I found the Cali Demi boot cut, which I've sold before, and I really like that style. Yeah. So, yeah, I found those two. Those are probably the two I was most excited about. Other than that, I found just a few tops of other brands, but wasn't a total like score, but it wasn't like a bust either. And it kind of was nice, even though I was away camping to still get some sourcing into when I came home to have some new stuff. Yeah. It's fun when you're out of town, just like see what Checking else is out the out new there. scene. Yeah. I know. I feel like that's like such a fun part of reselling now is like anytime you're like, I remember when you went to Colorado, it's just like. I feel like it'll forever be a part of like any trip I go on from now on if I have time, just like checking out the new thrift stores or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if like your husband went mountain biking one of the days and like that you weren't really like part of that. So it yeah. gives you another activity to do if you're with someone that has like wants to do something else on a trip. Keeps everyone happy, you know? Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> and activities for everyone. <laughs> everyone has free play to do what yeah. they want. <laughs> exactly. Free time. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What's new this week? Um, So a little update from last week. I was like really hyped about (laughs) listing on Mercari. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to get back into it. My best months are always the months where I'm like active on Mercari. I'm going to like list more stuff on Mercari. So I was working on that last week and you'll hear it later in my top sales, but I had my highest like dollar amount sale ever is something I sold on Mercari this week and the buyer on Mercari messaged me one day and was like hey I'm going to try these on at the mall because it's like an item that's still being sold at a store Mm. and I'll let you know if they fit like I'm for sure buying them so I was like oh come on please please and, <laughs> and then she responded the next day and she's like I just went to the mall and they fit and then I was like awesome like let me know when you're ready to buy and she's like when could you mail them out and I had like happened to have the day off on Monday and I was like I can mail them out today <laughs> like, I am re- I'll drop everything. (laughs) Yeah. So um, she ended up buying them and me and my husband went out to lunch and I was like, okay, right when I get back, I'm going to like box this up and then I got to go to the post office. Like I was just so pumped to like get it going um, and get it mailed to her. Yeah, definitely. Super fun. (laughs) That's like secretly a good tip too. Like I know on like a day where you know you're shipping, if you're ever like sending offers to people, like Maybe True. just tack on there like, hey, I just sent you this offer if you're interested, just so you know I can ship it out today. Because I feel like if I was a customer, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little more urgent. So yeah. that's, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've tried it a couple times, but we could definitely be more consistent on our shipping days with that. <laughs> that might be in our next round of top secret tips. It's got a secret. <laughs> can you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So that really is helping my month to date total for sales. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I've, I've been like, when people like my stuff on Mercari, there's like a feature where you can like promote your item. And I think it drops the price like 5%. And then it like, kind of self promotes that item. And I think it also sends like a message to the people that liked your item too. You can only do 10 a day. Um, so I've been trying to be a little more active with like doing that. And I have noticed like more like strolling in on Mercari. So I'm definitely going to keep listing my like most expensive items on there, especially like the lightweight items because we use pirate ship for Mercari sales where it's you make the label by the weight. So I love when like a bralette or something like that sells on Mercari because it's like $1 yeah. for the shipping label. So. True. So as far as relisting on Mercari, like how much of your closet is all over there now? Um, I think so. My closet on Poshmark right now is pretty much exactly 200 listings. And on Mercari, it's about 70 listings. But a lot of the stuff that's on Mercari is like some of my older stuff. I'd say only like 10 or so items are like new things that I listed on Mercari recently. So I want to get some of my like, and I feel like we're just getting better at better at sourcing. True. <laughs> so like some of my like really good stuff on Poshmark that I think is really good that I just got, like I want to get that over. Yeah. Like ideally I'd want to have like, everything on both but I mean there's some personal items of mine <laughs> that I just have on Poshmark that it's probably you don't have a lot of faith the in them <laughs> yeah it's probably just not the worth the like even though it only takes a few minutes to like cross list just like mm. it's always like there's something better I could be doing for the business you know what yeah, I mean like true, true but yeah maybe that'll be my goal next month or something is to have a set amount to cross list but we'll see Nice. Well, congrats on the good sale. I'm sure there'll Thank be a you. lot more coming. Thank you. <laughs> so that brings us to our next segment, one of our new segments, which is our Posh News Update. Each week, we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. So this week we have an update from the app. We had heard about this or murmurs a couple <laughs> weeks ago, but we wanted to be sure we want to, you know, keep our integrity intact before we relay the message to you. If you've been listening the last few weeks, that's probably not the case, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There's been a new notification popping up on Poshmark lately. So basically what it is, is now if you as like a customer or a buyer, you're shopping on Posh, you see a pair of pants you like, you like them. Now what will happen is if anyone else puts an offer in on those pants, you as the buyer get a notification being like, someone just put an offer in on the pants you like, um, which before like the last couple of weeks, that was never a thing. And I kind of think it's cool because I feel like if you're a shopper looking to buy something and you find out like someone else has put an offer in on it, that's definitely going to add to that same like sense of urgency mm. and desire to be like, oh, if I really wanted it, I got to move now and put an offer in um, and kind yeah. of, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it does remind you of the items you liked and it's more Poshmark doing some of the work of 
building that yeah. attraction. Yeah. True. It kind of reminds me of like if you're shopping on another site and it's like only three items left. Exactly. You're kind of more likely to buy it and it's like, are there actually three items left? Like, it might just be not. a tactic. Yeah. Yeah. And like on Poshmark, it's like there's usually, you know, of a certain item in a certain size, it's not like a normal store where there's going to be like a million. It's like, yeah. you kind of got to act now. And I do like that that notification pops up and I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been able to, it's pretty new. So I, I haven't had anything like another offer comes in on something after, <laughs> like, I feel like on our end as a seller, maybe you would start to see like someone puts in an offer and then maybe another offer would follow from someone else. But yeah. I haven't had that happen yet. So I think we're pretty <laughs> active too. Like if someone sends us an offer, we're either countering or like accepting True. the offer pretty quickly unless it's like overnight or something. But yeah, we don't have like offers sitting there for a while, like ever. I mean, I wish, but <laughs> we're like way too excited. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think this is a cool feature. Like you were saying, it kind of like creates that drive. We're like, yeah. If you were interested and you find out someone else has made an offer, it's like the competition's on. For sure. <laughs> so that brings us to our next segment. Each week we answer a listener question. This week's question, there's going to be some discussion around, I think. It's mm. kind of complex. So the question is, if you had to sell one brand on Poshmark forever, what would you choose? Hmm. So I have like a few questions off the bat, like <laughs> so many factors to consider. Like, yeah, I think our rules for ourselves answering this, does it have to be a brand? Like we've already had success selling. We can't, like, yeah. Cause otherwise I'm like Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gucci. It has to be something that like we are able to find like yeah, exactly like you're not just going to goodwill and it's like a whole gucci like luxury yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah um so yeah maybe something we've had that we've actually sold before and probably that we've sold multiple times before something we've actually have experience with yeah and then like yeah then is it like something we i feel like my answer would be different if it was like oh something we is it based on how often we actually find these items or is it like more in like a dream world? Like mm. we find them sometimes. Maybe we can do both. Okay. Well, I would say if you had to rely on like, I can only sell one brand going forward forever and it has to be something I know when I go to Goodwill, I'm going to find a lot of, I think I would have to go with American Eagle. <laughs> jeggings. Just those jeggings. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to find like 20 pairs anytime I walk in and I know I'm going to sell them for yeah. a consistent price so as a business strategy I think that would have to be <laughs> it because if I picked a different brand I, there's just no telling like sometimes I have streaks where I find it a lot sometimes I have streaks where like I don't find it at all you know what I mean yeah what about you yeah I would agree with the American Eagle but I don't want to say the same answer as you so I mean it's super basic but I would go with free people for sure because we have had success. I know a lot of people talk about free people now as being like oversaturated, but there's just like so many pieces. And, like, you would still consistently find that every time you go to Goodwill. So much variety part. and people just like still love the brand and like we're able to sell it well. So yeah, I think that would be mine. What about like, okay, so I think if, if you could find anything. Yeah. But like, can we take luxury out of it? Yeah. Taking like, luxury that's, out. That's a, I would say, and also you can't say like 
anthropology like, where it has a lot brand. of brands underneath yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah so i would say lovers and friends from revolve i've sold i've found and sold three things uh that i found at goodwill for that brand and they all sold for like a really high price true um so i think that would be like in a dream world like if i saw more of that stuff i would definitely be buying it um, yeah but or like i know like, another revolve brand high. is tula rosa which is like I just sold like a two piece set that was, it's like super embroidered, very like a boho brand too. That yeah. one, that one does pretty well too. Or like, um, good American. Oh, true. Or oh, our new favorite is Everlane lately too. Oh <laughs> my gosh. be a good one. Those sell like instantly. <laughs> Those are like a higher end of the, but the same concept as the American Eagle jackets. Exactly. They sell really fast, <laughs> but more, exactly. more worth your time. Um, <laughs> yeah. You bigger profit margin. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, our other bread and butter ones, I'm just thinking of like the stuff that we sell consistently a lot of for a good profit would be like Madewell, Free People. Yeah. Those would probably honestly be the top two. <laughs> See, I didn't say Madewell because I feel like the shirts don't sell as much like for as high of a dollar amount. Yeah. Just like the jeans and the shorts, I feel like do well. Yeah. So Free People would be more like if you found jeans, if you found dresses, if you found tops, mm-hmm. like really a lot of different that brand has a lot of variety of things that still sell well honestly if i could only source at the bins and i was able to find it like i would even just do like target brands from the bins for like less than a dollar and sell them for like 20 yeah yeah that's a good point too i mean obviously like lululemon if you're able to find it for like a decent price that would be a good one too but that though is particular on the styles yeah and it's like even the leggings it's like if they're not like the align or the wonder under ones it's like yeah no one likes the like cropped yeah low rise (laughs) like i would have some in my closet now if anyone wants to buy them like no one wants them um that's a lot of free people is what sells. So I think I would have to copy your answer and do free people too. <laughs> yeah. Just a good all around. Yeah. It's an interesting question to think about. <laughs> Very interesting question. Yeah. Let us know on Instagram or in our email. What would you guys do? Yeah. had to choose. Luckily we never have to choose. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. That brings us to the main part of our episode today. So each of us, went through our uh, sales and found kind of the three or four best sales we've ever had and kind of the reason why it was a good sale. And then sadly the same with the worst (laughs) sales. Yeah. Some of them are hard to look at, but (laughs) yes, we try to do a good variety too of like, not just the sales that were the highest sales, but taking into consideration for like our best sales of like, the best profit or like just a sale that sold super quickly or different things like that. And then for the worst sales, same thing where it's like, I think on everything we did make our money back, but it's just like some things we had high hopes for and it just didn't go as planned. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what were your best sales? Okay. So I wrote down four for my best sales. The Mm -hmm. first one I talked about a lot already. And I also talked about when I bought them, but 
it was this has been exciting all around <laughs> i know like this is a full circle we're getting closure on this finally um but those like wilfred leather pants that i bought a couple weeks ago yeah i got them from play-doh's for 18 dollars. that's kind of one of the more expensive items i've bought yeah um and i sold them on mercari for 94 dollars. so yay that was my highest sale price ever and it only it only took a couple weeks to sell so it was pretty good that way as well that's wanna, like, like the all-around like best sale too because it's like you were excited when you found it you like yeah. tried something new took a little bit of a risk not yeah. really but yes and then like it sold quickly and for a really good price and on mercari after cross-listing so exactly <laughs> honestly perfect situation so can't complain that's my best sale to date Yay. Do you want to like alternate? Sure, sure. <laughs> so um, my best sale, I've talked about it on the podcast before too, but it is this vintage 90s black like trench coat blazer type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, that was genuine leather. I paid, it was $14.99, but I had my 20% off coupon. So it was only $11.99 that I paid for it. And it sold within a month for $140, which is also <laughs> my highest sale I've ever made as just like a price point. <laughs> Yeah. And by far, like, even with Poshmark taking their fee out and everything, yeah. like, I still took home close to $100 of actual profit, which is awesome, too. So, yes! <laughs> That's a good one. Um, my next one is, prior to the leather pants, was my best sale today. And I just remember being so excited, like, similar when I got this item and when I sold it. It was that, like, Madewell sweater jacket, like, cardigan but it was like a little bit more heavy weight so you could call oh, yeah. it like a jacket I found it at Goodwill for $15 and I was really pumped um it sold I think it took a couple months to sell but it sold for 75 so I was really excited about that as well awesome my second best sale was um I found in the purse section, there was like a Dooney and Burke uh, vintage style, like square crossbody purse. And um, I looked up the comps and they were consistently selling for a pretty high amount. So I was excited. It was only $7.99 after my coupon. And it also sold fairly quickly for $90. Um, the wow. only thing I will say is I, I didn't really know this at the time. I, I guess I didn't realize that that brand would be like one you had to worry about knockoffs. I thought that was more like like a tier above luxury brand. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I, I think they, they, if you are sourcing like vintage purses from Goodwill, just be really careful with authenticity just because it is against Poshmark policy to be selling like counterfeit luxury items and you don't want to get a strike against your account that way. That's awesome. One of my other top sales was a pair of Pilcro and the Letterpress jeans, uh, which is an anthropology brand. I found these in January at a Goodwill for $2.62. I think I must have had some kind of coupon because that's a really random price, but yeah. that's what I had in my notes. <laughs> I wonder if it was that, those um, like customer appreciation oh, days that you probably. were a part of. <laughs> That sounds about right. That sounds like a $3.99 with a coupon, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and they were really cute. They they were just like 
high rise skinny jeans, but they had these little zippers on the ankles and they sold for $65. So I think that is my best like profit. Yeah. Just since the cost was so low. Yeah. So that was a really exciting one. I think they sold in March. So had them for two months, which is okay. Yeah. Um, my last best flip or best, what are we calling these? <laughs> top sales. <laughs> my, my last top sale is um, kind of in the same vein as you there, where the cost of goods was just so low that I was just so excited to be able to sell it at still a really high price point. And that was a coach. Um, it was like a little wristlet, wallet, very, very small, tiny item. <laughs> Um, but from the brand coach and since I was at the bins when I bought it and it was so like just small in size, there's just no way it weighed more than like a quarter of a pound or something. Yeah. Um, and at the bins you pay per pound. So we're talking cents. I don't even have an exact cost of goods for it, but it had to be (laughs) going on the high end. It had to be lower than like 50 cents for that particular item. And it sold for $50. So wow, that is a really <laughs> exciting clip too. And the same thing where it's like pretty much I could have accepted any offer on it because I just paid such a low cost. Yeah. But to still be able to get a good price for it, I was super excited. Awesome. And then the last one I had written down was just a pair of high rise Madewell jeans. I sold for $65, but I only paid $5 for them. So this was an exciting one for me because... Mm. I found Madewell for so cheap. Yes, because normally they have that marked up at Goodwill now a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes too, like like you were saying, like the just like high rise skinny jean Madewells sometimes don't go for as much anymore. It's more like the mom jeans, um, kind of other styles that are. I feel like the issue with it is that there's like there's just more skinny jean high rise available on Poshmark. True. So you always have to be more competitive with your pricing on those where for some reason, the other styles, it's just a little less saturated where you're not having, you can kind of set a higher price. So to get the 65 for skinny jeans, is really good. Cause I feel like now we only sell them for like 40. Yeah. So that was my last one. So now we will go into the thorns. <laughs> the lowest <laughs> of the lows. Some of our worst sales. Yeah. As we were saying at the beginning of the episode, we haven't lost money on any items, um, which I think is awesome. And it just goes to show, like, if you have space to hold on to items, like, I wouldn't recommend accepting an offer where you're going to lose money on it unless you've really had it for a really long time and it's just, like, you don't have the space or something. But eventually the items do typically sell. Um, but sometimes you have like high hopes or something and then it just doesn't pay yeah. out like you thought. So I can start. Start <laughs> us off. Let's just rip the bandaid. <laughs> so this one I considered just like my worst sale overall. Top to bottom just wasn't nailing it. <laughs> um, I bought this Patagonia like khaki maxi dress and when it was $20 and I bought it at like TJ Maxx or Marshall's last summer like even when I was buying it I was kind of like you had the gut feeling yeah I was like oh some people have sold this for like $80 but like 
I didn't really like it. And it just goes to show, like, if you're not that, like, sure about something, just don't buy it. Like, there's so much out there. As we talked about, there's just so many clothes in the world. So just, and there's always new clothes being donated or going to, like, retail arbitrage places. So if you're not sure, I wouldn't recommend buying it. (laughs) But I bought it. (laughs) And... So you paid 20 Yeah, and that was at that point, like, I had never paid $20 for an item. And I don't even think I had it for that long, maybe, like, two months. But I was just getting worried about it where I'm just like, this, the summer's going to be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this dress and I don't want it. So someone sent me an offer for $30, which means I would get $24. <laughs> And I accepted it. So I only made $4 on that whole item. Um, Yes. But I was just more just like cautious of just get this out of here. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing too is like sometimes when you've had something and if you have a chance to make what you paid for it back, it's just worth taking. Just keep, just move on to the next or something new. Mm Yeah, exactly. So Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My worst uh, sale, one of my worst sales here, is kind of in the same vein as you there. Where So early on, when I first started sourcing at Goodwill, um, I think I would get released. I have a few examples that are all like this. I'm going to zoom in on just one of them here. But there would be like something at Goodwill that was new with tags. And the fact that it was new with tags, I like was putting like way too much value onto that. Being like... Mm. (gasps) it's new with tags. Like I can probably get like, it's cute. It's new with tags. Like I can definitely like make a little bit more on it because of that, which is true to an extent. But the problem is that like, if overall it's like a brand that doesn't sell for a lot, when you buy it full price retail, there's just kind of a cap on how much money you can get for it. Right. Yeah. So I bought this at some point last summer, I bought this PacSun sundress. And since it was brand new with tags, the price at Goodwill had marked it was $14.99. And I think this is before I knew about the coupon at Goodwill too. So I think I actually paid $14.99 because oh. that's what I had written down <laughs> my spreadsheet. <laughs> so I would not pay like $15 for anything that is like just like a mall brand like that. I feel like yeah. I, I do pay $15 per item now on some things, but it's like more brands that I can get like 50 or $60 for whatever you sell. Yeah, like mother jeans or something. Yeah, exactly. So I paid $14.99 for this random pink floral sundress from PacSun <laughs> because it was new with tags. And it like it didn't get much likes. Like it was sitting forever. <laughs> and finally someone sent me an offer for it after like months, like close to a year I probably had it. And it sold for our $20. So after the fees... I get $16. So I made $1 and I had to store it. And I probably like relisted it a few times. That's all when you for lived $1. in the one bedroom apartment too. Yeah. And it's like, again, like how you said about the Patagonia dress, it's like, it wasn't a style that like, I even really like would super wear. I, don't, I think I really yeah. was starstruck by the new tags. Yeah. And like I said, I have a lot of examples from this in my closet where, and it's always with like brands that are like, like an American Eagle that's new with tags or uh, uh, PacSun that's new with tags or Exhilaration from Target, Wild Fable from Target, new with tags. And it's like, it just doesn't add that much value being new with tags. It's to- worth pay- maybe paying like a dollar or two more at Goodwill, but not like 
Yeah, if you can get it for five dollars, yeah, you can oh, probably yeah. make like twenty bucks on it. But just for yeah. that, to pay like like you know, even new with tags, it even kind of hurts you at some points because it's like the the new with tags packs undress probably showed that it was originally like thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can't list it for like. Yeah. And people are buying it secondhand to save money on it that way. So it's like, oh, yeah. Overall, horrible, horrible call. And I try to be more mindful of that now when I'm shopping. Like, is this actually just because it's new with tags doesn't mean it's like necessarily so much better. It's more about like the quality of it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Another one of mine is I bought this Madewell top new here we go again <laughs> new <with tags. laughs> in august i paid seven dollars and fifty cents it sold in april so eight months later for twenty dollars so i made 16 so i really made about what is that eight dollars and fifty cents so i still like doubled my money like when i'm accepting offers if if i can double my money really on anything unless it's like something I'm really really excited about like I usually accept like that's kind of like Mm -hmm. fine to me um this one I was disappointed about just because it again it was new with tags and I think especially in the past I'm trying to get better at this too with Madewell shirts they just don't sell for as much like yeah I think the jeans typically if they're high rise they're a good like thing to pick up if they're like $15 or less but the shirts really sometimes sit for a long time and just we haven't had better luck with those yeah and I feel like that's another one where we would get starstruck by the brand early on and it is important to know like which categories from the brands perform well and sell for a good price not just like exactly made well made well made well (laughs) exactly yeah I think I had the top listed for like a lot higher of a price and was sending offers for a lot higher and then eventually like got this one offer and just um accepted it just to kind of okay didn't nail it but it's gone gone. now (laughs) yeah yeah um my second worst sale that we're talking about today is okay so I had bought these pants from the bins. They were Roxy brand, like a summer printed, like wide leg, loose fitting pant. Oh, and that they sounds were, cool. They were also new with tags. So, you know, I had to put them in the Oh, cart. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really wear a lot of Roxy. I don't really usually source Roxy, but I was like new with tags. So I'm in. <laughs> and wide leg. Come on. Yeah. And uh, at the bin. So they were only a dollar. Yeah. But okay. So if you listen to our last episode, we talked about how one of our tips is sharing your closet late at night. And then like the next morning, you sometimes wake up to like having some offers on some things. And that happened. I must have woke up early one morning and I had an offer and I thought it said $17 for some reason. <laughs> so I was like, oh, perfect. It's a bins item. Like sounds good to me. I'd rather make a quick flip. So I accepted it. And then when I went to ship out some items later that day, I was like, wait, it I accepted an offer for $7, which it's like after the Poshmark fee, it was like $5 and I only paid $1. So it's like, what do I do? What do I do? But I decided the pants had been getting a lot of likes. So I ended up actually canceling the offer. And then I resold them to someone else like a few weeks later for $24. So 
Yeah, I don't. Nice. It Turned actually it, it has a redemption arc. Yep, the sale. <laughs> it turned out to be a really good flip, one dollar to twenty four dollars. But um, yeah, just be careful when you're if you do get a lowball offer and you're maybe just not so alert. Just make sure you don't accept it by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> good tip. Someone thought they were getting a really good deal, and then I had to flip the switch. They were probably just sending the offer, like, okay, assuming you would counter or something. And then yeah. you accept, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. My last worst sale. That's <laughs> so hard to word. So for a while there, I was almost getting cocky about free people bodysuits where – I would list them on Mercari and they would sell really well for me. Yes. Like, I don't know what it was about Mercari and free people bodysuits, but for a while there. It There's was an like, audience. There was an audience. <laughs> so I bought this just like thinking like oh, bread and butter for me. Free people red bodysuit. I paid $13 for it. And I thought it was really cute. It was like long sleeve, square neck. Um, I had sold things similar to it before. I don't know what it was like, no likes, no one was interested for a long time. And eventually someone offered 20 for it. So I made $16. So I really made $3. And I think the tip here is to think about like, not just category, but like colors and the specific style if it's popular because I don't know I saw this on someone's Instagram like cute like questions recently of like what color do you not like they were sourcing and trying to get tips from like their followers to see like what their followers were looking for and unanimously the whole responses were like we hate red we don't want red yeah (laughs) and I've just had that in my mind so I was like right before this looking in my sales like I've only sold a few red things ever oh that's interesting other like I feel like white tops or like cream tops like that's like where most of my or like gray really any other color I don't know why I'm listing colors yeah but um but you're more so, safe with a neutral where red is like super bold. Yeah. And I think bodysuits too, like black bodysuits, I feel like sell really well. Like everyone True. likes that for just like going out for drinks with like jeans. I feel like that's like a very like standard look. And you can um, just wear it more ways where it's not like, I feel like if you wear a red yeah, bodysuit, it's like very bold. And it's like, you can't just wear it again the next day. Like yeah. clearly <laughs> it's the same one. So that's definitely something I'm keeping in mind more of, even if it's like, a brand and style that I have sold well in the past, like, is this specific one going to be good or not? And like still checking the comps and stuff. Also $13 for a bodysuit from free people is too high for me now too. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we've learned, we've learned, got excited with the success success of the other ones but yeah (laughs) you gotta consider all the factors there's so much to consider all the time but yeah we're just living and learning here yep and you did make your money back so way to go (laughs) (laughs) okay so my last worst sale is kind of a combo (laughs) everything went wrong to have one involving mystery boxes in general because i feel like when we first started poshmark 
Um, we both started about this time last year. You know, the world was in a different sp place. It was like early on in the pandemic and a lot of things were closed. I think thrift stores were even closed for a while yeah. in a lot of areas. So to just being new to Poshmark, we were really into sourcing mystery boxes, which is when you uh, buy an item, like buy a box of items online, usually from a different reseller. And it's just like an assortment of stuff. And I had purchased this one mystery box of like summer dresses. It had nine dresses in it. Um, with the shipping, I paid $34 for nine dresses, which breaks down to $3.77 each, which is like a good cost of goods still. Yeah. But the issue that I have with mystery boxes is like, I don't think any of the nine dresses, if I went to Goodwill, I would have personally picked mm. out, even if they were like $4. Like there was just nothing in the box that was like a true winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They were all just like, okay, it's like an American Eagle romper, but like it's not that like in style or in demand or just like different brands like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the mystery boxes would have like one or two really good items. And it's like, you're really buying it for those. And then you get all these kind of weirdo items with it. But yeah, yours was like, just all kind of like middle of the road. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay brands, but not nothing like show stopping. Yeah. Um, like I definitely made money on the mystery box overall. I, I went back and looked at all the nine items from the mystery box. So yeah. I've sold five of the nine items from the mystery box at this point. I purchased this box on April 30th of 2020. So that means that four of the One items, year. yeah, four of the <laughs> items literally haven't sold yet. Almost half the box still hasn't sold. Sorry. And no, I'm serious. That's why I'm like, don't, don't buy mystery boxes unless you are like really desperate yeah. to get inventory yeah. and you can get a super low cost because even at 377 each, that sounds pretty good, but it's like the ones that sold, I've sold four of them, four of them sold. Okay. So three of them sold for $12. So after the Poshmark fee, what did I make then? $9, $9. And then one of them sold for $13. So I made Ooh. like 10 bucks on that one. And then one of the, there was one or, free I'm sorry. people. Nine sixty. dollars 60 Yeah. Okay. So I added up the total. I've earned $62 on what I've sold of, of the five items I've sold. So if I paid $34, then how much did I make so far? Like $28? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, would, I just would have spent that $34 buying other stuff at this point. Now I could have went to Plato's closet with $34 in my pocket and bought like two or three pairs of good American jeans and made like, like a hundred dollars of profit. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just not money well spent to just get a bunch of, no offense to the person who sold to me, but a bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Yeah. But also like, this is probably one of the first things you ever bought. You were just oh, yeah. going. Yeah. So. But none of it sold that fast. Like some of them just sold like, like one of them just sold this month. <laughs> <laughs> and four haven't sold. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't buy again. <laughs> yeah. I just be careful with the mystery boxes because it's like for a year's worth of work, sharing those items multiple times a day, every day, I made $28. Yeah. <laughs> Delete. Wouldn't advise. Wouldn't so those advise. are some of our worst sales. We bring these up just to like give you an idea of some of the mistakes we've made and changes we've made kind of as we go, 
But also I feel like in each of these stories, there's still that glimmer of hope where we like made our money back. Yes. I feel like when we got into this, that was my big worry of like, this is for fun and a hobby, but also like, I don't want to be like losing money. Yeah. <laughs> That's just no like and mess. overall it's like 90 percent of it you make a really good return on so it's yeah. like these are just the the ones where it's like oh maybe just should have not done those ones but you overall if we rounded everything out it's like we still overall are making a good profit on our closet in general yeah i think too it just like goes to show of like adjusting to like trends the seasons and like styles that are happening you can't just like pick a pick something once and then it's going to work for you forever mm-hmm. so you have to ever be evolving also yeah there's like a learning curve when it comes to reselling but it's really fun and it's the, the more you do it the like better and better you get like i can already tell such a difference in us this year with what we source compared to like this time last year sourcing this mystery box that i just talked about it's like yeah you learn more as you go and like like you said with the trends it's like i've been seeing now too online like trends are changing faster than ever before mm-hmm. in like fashion history so it's like you're always learning about the new next thing that is going to be a top seller and the new brand that's coming out yeah all right so that brings us to the end of our episode which is our favorite segment our goals update. <laughs> so where are we at for may how's it going maddie It's going really well. So we are recording on May 16th, pretty much the halfway point of the month. And my goals for May are, I think it was like 12. Look at the last email. I can pull it. Yeah. Your goal was 1245. Okay. 12.45 was my January sales number, and I'm trying to beat that. So So (laughs) 12.46. It's like the price is right. Yes. (laughs) So right now I'm at 6.59 in pro sales. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I've had very, like a lot of months where my total is less than 659. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited. I, those leather pants for $94 are just really helping that total just oh, climb. Yeah. So you need a few more of those and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My other goal for May is to go sourcing three times a week to like three different stores so it could be like three in one day two in one day one a different day any kind of combo yes I honestly tried last week (laughs) last week I went to Marshall's and of course Play-Doh's Closet and I got two things at Marshall's but you know Nothing beats that big sale that they have twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be looking forward to that. I think it'll be in Should July. be coming up this summer, yeah. Yeah. A couple months. Should be pretty close. Um, and then this week, I've really only gone to Plato's Closet yesterday. So haven't totally been nailing that. I'm excited to keep... I have a couple places on my radar. I just need to get over there and do it um, to like diversify my 
I know. Where I'm you can't just stuff. only go to Plato's Closet, even though it's so tempting. Exactly. <laughs> you got to mix it up. Um, it's kind of limiting myself if I only go to one place. So I also want to go to TJ Maxx here, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah, nice. I'll keep you posted on that. Keep us all updated next week if you hit the three <laughs> times. <laughs> How are your goals going? So my goal for May is to make 3000 And right now I'm at $1,569. So we're both like right on the halfway yes. mark. We're like right on the nose to make yes. it right now, which is like so exciting. I feel like we're usually like a little. We're always dark. trying to make up ground. <laughs> like we're always having high hopes for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I'm happy to report we're both like right where we need to be to make this happen this month for the goals. And then I am so excited to report. I feel like I've touched on over the last few weeks how I've been so focused on getting new inventory listed and less focused on making sure my old listings are uh, up to date with being only listed for 60 days. So one of my goals for May was to keep my whole clo- get my whole closet up to date so nothing was over the 60-day mark for how many days it's been listed. And like I mentioned, we went camping on a little bit of a road trip this last week, which meant that I had a lot of time in the car. So a great task for when you're in the car trying to kill time is just to work on all those copy listings. And my whole closet is up to date. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that's a lie because three items have since expired. So I have to do those three today. But then the whole closet is up to date. Okay, three out of how many that you did? Like, I think I relisted over 200 items this week. So (laughs) it's like kind of crazy. There was stuff from like December. Oh my gosh. I know. The only bad news is ideally you kind of want to have those like staggering a few a day. And again, I did it where I did like a whole chunk of them in one day. So that means 60 days from this week. They'll all expire. They're all going to expire the same week again. So I'll have to figure out how I'm going to handle that in July. (laughs) But it sounds like a problem for July. So yeah. But yeah, it feels good to have those all relisted. And a few of them have already sold. The relisting definitely works on some of those staler items to get some new eyes on them. So yeah. When you were relisting, I know you've talked about in the past um, the descriptions being Mm. kind of not your favorite part of it. Were you updating any of the descriptions or like style tags, anything like that? Yes. So I haven't done much with style tags, to be honest. I'm still trying to figure out like what that will look like in my closet. But yeah, when I went through, that was one of my big goals too with relisting because sometimes when you just are, it's very easy to just copy the listing and delete the old one using the copy listing feature. It's really fast, but I did want to take time and stop and pause on some of the listings that I've had for over 60 days that have like pretty much no details in the description. So I did update all the descriptions using my keyboard text replacement thing that I talked about last week. And that made it really easy to update those descriptions. So every item in my closet should have a description at this point, except for if I've missed any within the last 60 days, but I don't think I have, so it should be good. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. Yes. That all feels good to have up to date. I I have to say like, especially if you're like, I'm full-time on Poshmark. So we, it's, it's tough because when you're going on like a vacation or, you know, you're not going to be working on your Poshmark for a few days, but you don't want to be like totally neglecting it. I feel like that was a really good task to do this week while we're in the car. Cause it's like, I didn't need to be, 
with it took, your it stuff. took no prep work like i didn't have to take a bunch of pictures in advance and like work on listing things like it was just literally i just needed my phone to work on copy listings the only trouble i ran into was not having service in like remote <laughs> northern arizona but besides that very yeah. easy yeah if you don't have service you're kind of out of luck yeah <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking now that I am caught up on my relisting, you're kind of inspiring me that maybe I'll try to get at least <gasps> like my over $50 <gasps> items on to Mercari. Oh my gosh. Drag- I'll believe it when I see it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I might need the final push to make 3000 So Yeah, I'm, I recommend, especially lightweight items. I wouldn't list on there any really bulky items just because you do have to pay for the shipping yeah but any kind of smaller items with a higher price point definitely yeah do you still think like is it possible i know that they have an option to have the buyer pay for the shipping on mercari but is it totally like no one does that i don't know to be honest i have a couple on mine that i've like tried testing it out oh. <laughs> and those haven't sold an experiment so, <laughs> my experiment so far is that you have to have the free shipping okay but well, really i have a lot of dresses and stuff that are pretty good brands so i'm hoping some of those i will be able to sell on there and the shipping shouldn't cost too much no even like those leather pants to bring it up for the 10th time um i sold <laughs> Maddie, did you pants. sell those leather pants yeah no? i know 94 dollars. <laughs> okay um the shipping label for those was only like five bucks and they only take a 10 percent selling fee where poshmark takes 20 percent. true but they do they added in this like service fee or something that's like Oh, 3%? I remember when that was new. Yeah, drama. Um, so it's a little more. Kind of. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. It's on the, like the a percent price. of the percent kind of thing. It's like three percent or X amount of dollars, whatever the. Oh. We can give you an update next episode. Um, Stay tuned. We'll research it. <laughs> but it is lower overall than Poshmark, so it does help. Kind of mm. evens it out since you have to pay for the shipping label yeah that does make sense so i guess i will keep you guys posted if i get any listings up on mercari hoping for the best awesome (laughs) well thank you guys so much for listening today we will be back next week with another episode if you have any questions that you would like us to read on the podcast please dm us on instagram we're at sisters who posh or email us at sisters who posh at gmail.com yes we are loving doing the q a during our episodes too so definitely send questions we'll definitely read them and get back to you with the answer yeah Alrighty. until next week we'll talk to you later love you Tay. love you too bye bye